Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life. Today's a great day. Why? Because it looks like Big Bad Zell is finally, tentatively, turning around some of what makes it so dangerous for you to ever, ever use that thing. Zell is too hot to handle. And finally, some changes on the way. I'm going to fill you in on what I know so far. Then later, I'm going to talk about something looks like I got wrong. And it's not even our weekly Clark Stink segment. Something we're getting right is helping children in foster care have gifts for Christmas. I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart if you've already donated. Now, if you'd like to help out a child in foster care, you can still do so, see what we do, how we do it, and why we've done this for 32 years at ClarksChristmasKids.com. So, been a little giddy about this because Big Bad Zell has hurt so many people, it looks like in the millions at this point, who have had money stolen from their bank accounts. And the banks that created the Zell zombie monster have kind of looked the other way and said, oh, well, that's too bad there's all this stuff going on. We're not doing anything about it. And a constant barrage of TV stories locally in every TV market in the country, every single day there are more stories that air about how awful Zell is and how much it's hurt people with money being stolen from their accounts. The banks that own Zell finally are like, huh, the Senate, U.S. Senate had hearings that made the banks look really bad about Zell. They're like, okay, huh, this really isn't working and this is a PR disaster. So there are multiple reports in the financial press that Zell is testing a new system of consumer protections to launch in just the next several weeks. And there's just a movement that looks like it's a rugby scrum because Zell is owned by a bunch of banks and trying to get them all to agree on the same thing is not easy. But under the rules, what's going to happen is that if you meet the new Zell fraud guidelines and money has been stolen from your account, the bank that you use will grab the money from the bank the money went to, and so they won't lose any money, so they'll be happy to give you your money back. But the circumstances the banks are testing, and there's a test going on right now, 
when you'll get a refund for Zelle fraud activity is still going to be a very, very narrow set of circumstances. And it just means that the ball has moved a little down the court. The key thing for you to know is that Zelle is rife with fraud. Criminals have been able to exploit it, steal your money, and everybody looks the other way about your money being gone. I'd still say the best answer is don't use Zelle because it is not thought out in a way and does not offer federal protections that other methods of paying for things does. Nothing beats credit cards for paying uh, paying a bill in terms of the fraud protections for you that exist with a credit card. Nothing else comes close. And using the payment apps like Venmo, Cash App, uh, PayPal, or Zelle, any of them, the problem with all of them is there's no code written that clearly specifies the protections for you as a consumer. What you need to know, your bank or credit union may have put Zelle active on your checking account without telling you. You need to check, sign in with your app on your phone or sign into the website of your bank or credit union. And if Zelle is active on your account, if there's a button you can click to make it inactive, do so. Only when you're making a payment to someone you know and trust would you ever want to make it active. But the best answer is just say no to Zelle because it is not safe and accounts for really probably 95% of the TV stories around the country are about Zelle, not Cash App or Venmo, because the criminals have been able so easily to exploit the lack of fraud protections that Zelle has built into its architecture. It's not that you have more legal protections with Cash App or Venmo or PayPal. It's just the criminals have focused their energies on stealing your money through Zelle because the bank structure made it so easy for the criminals to steal that way. But this is a step in the right direction. And what's weird, I predicted the future on this. We're going to hear later this podcast where I was wrong on a prediction about the future. But in this case, I was right. Because I said months ago, probably back in the summer, I think is when I said it, that the banks are such lumbering, stupid giants that they were going to go on month after month after month with enormous reputational harm and harm to their customers before they got around to fixing problems with Zelle. And this is just the first step rolling out very soon. Krista? All right. First questions from... I know, I know there are people who wish I would never mention that word, Zell, again. Well, you know, it's a big deal. Because so I, many people have been harmed by the banks with Zell. And so many people keep asking me if I will pay with Zell. And I'm like, no. Yeah, it's a big mistake with my brother. I shared the story how my brother said, uh, he owed me some money. He said, do you want me to Zell you that? And then he had to hear like a 10-minute lecture from me giving it to my older brother, the retired lawyer. Gary, love him. All right, this is from Robert in Alabama. My daughter is a senior in college and has a Discover student card. 
I'd like for her to get a second card and, of course, would go with the city double cash. However, she is doing an internship next spring and working a part-time job. I don't want her to apply for the card and get declined due to a lack of enough income. By the way, I had used the city double card for years, even before I heard you suggest it. When I heard you recommending it for the first time, I knew we were going to get along. I love that. Okay, see, you said something really important, Robert. Your daughter's a senior. So that means this last year of college, she's still eligible to get a credit card without income qualifications. College students represent the most valuable long-term customers for credit card companies. So they all have college student credit cards of various types. Your daughter is, I assume at this point, uh, probably 21. She can apply for a student card with any of the issuers and get a second card. She's got Discover. She could look at the American Express product or from uh, many different credit unions or banks. She can get a second card. Uh, Some of the student cards do come with the reward programs. Others do not. The important thing is to get that second card. Things like city double cash or anything like that, those are going to have to wait till your daughter's been in the workforce for a while, has demonstrable clear income that can be part of verifying an application. So that second card, she should go ahead and obtain during her senior year and use that for a while and have that in the Discover. And that will give her what she needs is the key building blocks to once she's in the workforce in her 20s to get a card that's got really great rewards. This is from PJ in Oklahoma. I signed up for the free Discover card, social security number alerts, and dark web. Is this the Discover card podcast? I know. (laughs) And dark web monitoring after hearing a customer on your show write in about it. After a few months of monitoring with no issues, I got an email from Discover stating my social security number was found on the dark web. What should I do to protect my identity? Okay, so uh, the question of when your social security number and other key personal information is going to be exposed is only a matter of when, never a matter of if. Just from the Equifax notorious data breach of several years ago, more than half of American adults have their social security number floating out there in space, easy pickings for criminals. The only effective tool you have available to you now is credit freeze and credit freeze is free to do now it's much easier than it used to be it is not as well protected as it used to be because of changes the credit bureaus have made and how they administer credit freeze but it is the most effective technique you can use to prevent the most common identity theft issues which is someone applying for credit is if they're you Now, it does not affect any of the credit you have. When you do need to apply for credit, you'll have to temporarily thaw your credit freezes. But very simple now to do so. In fact, in my opinion, that's what the flaw is. It's become too easy to thaw your credit. But that's the key protection. Second thing you should do if you have now been alerted that your social security number is floating out there, one of the things criminals are going to seek is to steal your cell phone number. And there's a number of nefarious things they can do once they ported your number out 
and they now have control of your cell phone number, each of the major carriers have procedures that make it more difficult for your cell phone service to be transferred out. You want to implement that as the second step in addition to freezing your credit files. And if you go to clark.com slash credit freeze, you'll see how to do that credit freeze that I was talking about. Remember, it's free. Megan in Wisconsin says, I have about $13,000 in private student loans with a variable interest rate, which is now up to 10.375%. Whoa. I have been trying to get ahead on this, but every month my payments end up going up, only going to interest. Does it make sense to try to refinance or will I just end up in this situation with a different company? I have good credit, but I have a co-signer on the loans that I hopefully wouldn't need anymore. I don't know if it matters that we're going to buy a house next summer as well. Okay, so uh, where it matters with the house is that you have this debt and lenders are really nervous about student loan debt. Your amount, as ugly as it is at 10.375%, that's actually in this case a lucky 13, not an unlucky, because in the scheme of things, 13,000 student loan debt is not something lenders will look at in an ugly way. So what you can do is, with your good credit score, you can go refi those private loans. The rates are not as low as they were, obviously, last year. But SoFi is one of the biggest refires of student loan debt. There are others out there as well. And so refining your student loan debt should get you a meaningfully lower rate, well below that uh, 10.375% variable. You should be able also to refi into a fixed rate at a lower rate than what you're at right now with a good credit score. So get that done as far as affecting you applying for a house. Recent applications for credit, mortgage underwriters look at with a stink eye. And is what they look at as recent, generally a lot of underwriters, six months or less from the date you're applying for a mortgage, is kind of like a key trigger. So you want to get it done outside of that six-month window with how most mortgage underwriters will look at a new application for credit. Coming up ahead, we're going to talk about a prediction I made pretty dramatically that looks like I fully have egg on my face, and I will fill you in in just a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I got to tell you something funny. I disconnected dots and made a bad prediction back around Labor Day. And if you dial back, I was right about one part of it. I said September was the new November because retailers facing this massive glut of goods and more being unloaded every day at the ports really front-loaded the Christmas shopping season. In fact, even though Black Friday sales were okay this year, 
they weren't like uh, bone crushing crowds or anything. I remember seeing a video online of someone who was waiting in the dark outside an electronics store to buy uh, Black Friday door busters. And when the door opens and there's all this store security and all these employees in the dark of night, very early in the morning, they open the door. One person came in this big electronic store. And I think about prior years, particularly if you go back to 2017, uh, back from 17, because 17 was probably the peak of the huge, huge emphasis right around the wee hours of the Friday after Thanksgiving. And now it just is anticlimactic. Well, what was the mistake I made? I also said in October that if you're going to send gifts to people, don't wait. You want to send them early in the season because the last two Christmas seasons, the package delivery services fouled up big time. I mean, just disasters where many, many, many people's gifts. Santa got lost with his sleigh, and those gifts didn't come till after Christmas, even into January, because the package delivery services were all fouled up. Well, here's the dots I didn't connect. So many people bought their Christmas gifts earlier than normal. It smoothed out the volumes for the package delivery services. And now all three, if you can believe them, UPS, FedEx, and the Postal Service are all saying that they're good, that they are handling the volume fine, that they're not having the problems of particularly the last two Christmas seasons. And even here in December, you send something this week, the odds that it will get to where you're sending it are overwhelmingly good. You don't want to push it far past this week to be comfortable that ground service will be delivered in time for Christmas Day. You know, all the carriers have their cutoff dates. Don't trust those. Get those packages going. But we're not having anything like prior Christmases, ghosts of Christmas past, right? With the late deliveries, we're not having that this year. And so I got part of the story right. I got the other part flat out wrong. Krista? This is from Judith in Florida. I just read about, quote unquote, younger people joining AARP for the discounts. Do you think this is worth it and a better deal than the discounts provided by AAA? I'm a Clark-loving 48-year-old. So um, I did something really terrible to my wife. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. When When she turned 25, I signed her up for AARP as a joke. And nobody verified anything. So this was this was obviously forever ago, uh, even though she still looks like she's 29. But anyway, so she started at a really, really young age getting all these solicitations for senior living and all that. To this day, she's still <laughs> upset with me about that. So, yeah, AARP just wants signups. And so you're supposed to be 50, right? For, well, nominally or, 50. But if you're married to someone who's 50 and you're younger, then, yeah, then yeah. you can be a cardholder. 
but are the discounts better than AAA? All right, so let me tell you something. A lot of people out there are giving seniors discounts without even being a member of anything. So you don't necessarily, if you're in your 60s, you don't have to be an AARP member anymore. I've noticed a bunch of the hotel chains now, they don't want to have to pay the commissions they'd have to pay. So they're just offering senior discounts just with presentation of an ID. But if you're not in your 60s yet, like you in your 40s, then having an AARP card will save you. The advantage of it over AAA is that the rates are not necessarily the same. So having both is an advantage if you travel regularly or just having AARP if you don't need the roadside assistance from AAA because it's much cheaper. From Richard in California, I want to know if Clark has an opinion on the many home buying companies advertising on TV who say they'll pay cash for as-is properties. Okay. So, Krista, you don't even know I did this. And Richard, you'll love this. So I have an investment property that I counted up, I kept them, the number of solicitations I got in the mail from people who wanted to buy this home from me. Wow. How many did I get in the month of October? I don't, how many did you get? 17. No way. In one month. Wow. And I, I bet this is similar to other people who have investment properties. This became a phenomenon back in the early 2000s before the real estate bust and became again with the big run-up in prices over the last five years. And so this became a dare-to-be-rich thing. So a lot of people want to buy your house. You don't have to worry about listing it on the market and all that. And they were able to make money for years just from the continual price appreciation we were seeing in the market. That's over. So now, if somebody's going to make money buying your house, you're going to have to sell it to them below market value. You need to move that house. You don't want to do the fix-ups you need to do to sell it, whatever. So these are, are they legitimate offers? Almost always, yes. Are they going to be good prices for your home? Not necessarily. The companies we talked about, the e-buyers, have all been laying people off. The e-buyers are these big organizations that would offer to buy your home for a set price minus a fee. And they were really generous offers for years. Turned out when the market turned, they were too generous to make money doing it. Zillow got out of that, right? Zillow got out before the market turned. Who's still doing that? OfferPad, Opendoor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. Yeah. There, there are a number of these. And then there are regionals doing this as well. So something had to give. So the offers you're going to get now from people who say, we'll buy any house or whatever. We want to buy your house. There are going to be uh, meaningful discounts to estimated market value today. So you have to have a specialized circumstance where you need the certainty and you'll take less than market value for your home, which would not have been the case the last several years. You sold through one of those. I sold for one of those and sold for more than we were asking and sold in hours. But that was during the frenzy of people buying stuff. Today, that wouldn't happen. You also made money selling cars that 
during that. So you got you got on that. Okay, Michael. Well, I mean, I, you got to be careful. I don't know at what point I become an illegal car dealer <laughs> for how many deals I made selling used cars. Michael in Ohio says, I have savings accounts at four online banks. I move the money around among the accounts to take advantage of higher interest rates. Is there any downside to moving money before the end of the month interest payment has been posted, or can I just move the money where the interest rate is highest no matter what day of the month? So the only thing you have to look for, Michael, is you have to make sure that you're earning a daily interest calculation. And almost all savings accounts are going to calculate interest daily. As long as you are in a savings account that does not calculate interest monthly, but does so daily, you're fine. And you can at any point during a month, move money from one online bank to another to another. Now, something I've talked about recently, and I'll emphasize here, is there's a direct advantage right now to tie up your money longer that you don't need. We've seen this big run-up in savings rates with the online banks. We've seen CD rates go up quite a bit. We've seen treasuries, which is a more complicated market to buy in, go up. And we, as inflation is being squeezed out of the economy, we're already seeing longer-term interest rates coming down. I think there's an opportunity to lock money in that you can afford to lock in into longer-term CDs placed through the best place of all is place them through Charles Schwab or Fidelity Investments or another discount broker. They're paying the highest rates on FDIC-insured CDs, and that way you're going to lock in that good rate where the money you can earn on the online savings accounts is going to go down over time, as two things happen, as the marketplace decides that inflation is bending, and we as consumers may not feel it yet, may not realize, because our perceptions are always looking back, not forward. But there are so many signs that the inflation heat is cooling. And so that means interest rates will fall over time combined with a slower economy. So that's why I think there's a window of opportunity for probably the next few months to lock in money longer term in CDs before those rates also turn down. And when I say something like that, understand that is, uh, what did they call it in science, a hypothesis? Mm -hmm. It's an educated guess. It is the best information I can give you based on what the tea leaves seem to be reading. And that's where they seem to be headed. Uh, Also, if China continues to have turmoil, the reality is a lot of the inflation we've experienced will go away quicker than we anticipated. Uh, We've seen some of that with oil that we're going to see in turn at the gas pumps. And so That's the upside to the downside, the um, turmoil and disruptions going on in China for many different reasons with the communist dictatorship trying to find its way. And usually they find their way through oppression. When you do 
cycle of oppression, you also hurt economic activity in a country. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope if you are somebody who wants to squeeze every penny, that you'll join our money savers at our free community at community.clark.com. Have a great day.